Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Deep, deep down in a tight, angry ball. You are listening to Missed Apex Podcast. We live F1. Emergency. Emergency, there's a, there's an emergency going on. Welcome to Missed Apex Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Reddy. My friends call me Spanners, and I am in a state of disarray. I cannot deny to you listeners that I am a Lewis Hamilton fan. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna come out and say it. So, you know, I know I've been very neutral and famed for my lack of bias, but I will admit it, I am a Lewis Hamilton fan, and the reason that we are all here on the stream is because there's breaking news. And I can barely believe the words that are coming out of my mouth. Lewis Hamilton is going to be a Ferrari driver in, in 2025. And I am actually floored. And I want to get the immediate reaction of my panel. So say hello, panel. Matt's here. Christopher's here. And Stuffy's here as well. Okay, so is there anybody who's not at all surprised and is like, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course Hamilton was going to uh, Ferrari. No, everyone's completely stunned. Chris, speak for me. I, I don't, I don't, I'll, tell, I'll tell you this much, Chris. I've not figured out my position yet. So I could just give you my honest position right now, which is I'm gutted. I'm absolutely devastated Hamilton is going to Ferrari. But I, I reserve the right to completely change my mind and insist that this conversation never existed. That's absolutely fine. I think... This uh, announcement, or it's not even been announced yet, but the news has kind of shocked the entire world of motorsport or even the sporting world uh, in general, because uh, an announcement of this magnitude is not it's not just Formula One news. This is global sporting news. Uh, and it seems like Formula One has confused itself for football, given that today is transfer deadline day uh, in uh, in football. And uh, oh, suddenly story yeah yeah it is um and so this whole um yeah this whole saga just sort of seemed to pop up out of nowhere to the point where everyone was raising eyebrows at it and thinking this cannot possibly be true and even the timing of it given the uh rejection of andretti's uh entry into formula one was just last night uh it almost seemed to be a bit of smoke and mirrors to try and get us to stop talking about it but everyone 
has pointed to the fact that this is going to be happening. Lewis Hamilton will be joining Ferrari in 2025. And there's a lot of timing factors into this as well that I'll get into shortly. Okay, so it started being leaked by an Italian journalist who's like known for having contacts at Ferrari last night after Will Buxton dropped her. I heard there's news and it's going to be huge. But last time he did that, it turned out to be a dud. So I, I thought it was a dead cat story. So I don't know if Amer- non-British people are familiar with this, but it's a British political tactic where it, if you're losing the argument, just throw a dead cat on the desk. And it doesn't matter how disgusting that is. Everyone's talking about the dead cat and not the problem you were having. So I, I flat out asked Joe earlier, I said, it seems to me like they weren't planning to announce it. And this is a great distraction from Andretti. Joe says, no. I still heavily suspect that this was a, an unplanned announcement, Scott. They they weren't planning to release this right now. It's too... Yeah, I, I'm getting more cynical as I get older. You know I love a good conspiracy, but what perfect way to get the most talked about F1 driver in, in the sport at the moment. I mean, even, of course, Max is very, very popular. Lewis is just such a big name and such a big brand worldwide. There'll be worldwide attention on this from people who don't even follow F1 because of the name of Ferrari and because of the name of Lewis Hamilton. And it's totally detracted any attention away from Andretti. And yes, who conveniently has previous ties with Ferrari? Oh, Mr. Stefano Domenicali. So yeah, I think someone's someone's definitely um, pulled the trigger early i'm not not saying that you know that it's a lie like obviously it is happening no, but but, but the, the timing of it is stupid source, yeah and it because not just only the timing of it because of andretti announcement the fact of that you're announcing this move for 2025 this isn't a move that he's switching for this season now it's it's very odd for a driver to announce or and a team to announce that they're number one and of, of course mercedes will say they don't have a number one driver but let's be honest Lewis Hamilton is their number one driver to announce that a driver like Lewis Hamilton is leaving and going to drive for Mercedes for the whole of this year and then go to another team is very, very uncommon. It normally happens later on in the year um, where it's then kind of like a swan song in the second half of the season. So yeah, I think it's, I think this has all been very rushed. Um, So I'll be intrigued to hear no doubt the details that come out following um, this announcement. Yeah. So, okay, that conspiracy aside doesn't change the fact that Lewis Hamilton is going to Ferrari. I can't believe it. Uh, but yeah, yes, yesterday the, the the F1 brand was taking an absolute hammering, uh, absolute hammering. It was taking over the Andretti thing, and today it seems like nothing. It seems like a nothing story now uh, compared to that. So the 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 biggest superstar in F1 history is moving to the oldest, most successful team in F1 history. That should be a match making made in heaven. I'll I'll tease you no longer. I'm sad about it. Trumpets. Well, I mean, for the time being, it's it's uh, not taking a hammering. It's yeah. Oh, we, temporarily. We will, yeah. We, we, we will see the Andretti story. I think has a lot longer legs than the Lewis story because he's going to be at Mercedes, and we're going to see how they do. But I just want to look at it briefly from a um, just from a rational choice point of view. In the last two seasons. Name two cars that have at times been competitive with Red Bull. Ferrari. Yeah, Ferrari. Very recently. And Ferrari. They have new leadership. And I'm not, if I'm not entirely mistaken, they have scooped up at least some of Mercedes' former engineers as well. So story number one for me is, are we going to see more of a brain drain 
from Mercedes now that Lewis is leaving. Chris? Well, I, it, it's right to say that Ferrari does have the legs to win races with Lewis Hamilton. I think you put Lewis Hamilton in, you know, most cars, it, it will turn into a, a, a race winner. Uh, and, and Ferrari were the only team last season to be able to deny Red Bull a victory. And on top of that, they took seven pole positions uh, as well. So they can absolutely take the fight uh, to them. And, you know, when in 2025, when we're knocking on the door of brand new uh, big regulation changes, perhaps that is an opportunity, a window uh, for Ferrari to to try and challenge. What the big the big question, though, is we all thought that Lewis Hamilton's had, had signed had signed his last contract. The Mercedes contract that was going to take him up to 2025, which we now understand was a one-year deal with an option for a second year, being 2025, which he's not going to take up. So what is this now for Lewis Hamilton? Is this a one-year, you know, last gasp, chance to dance and and try and win the title? Or maybe he just wants to end his career at Ferrari? Or is he going to be joining Formula One in the new set of regulations in 26 and go for a title with Ferrari? I think touching on that contract decision there, um, as that yeah new information has come out, we initially thought it was a two-year deal. It's a one-year with an option. The reason they took so long from what I heard and understand in negotiating that deal is that Lewis wanted a four-year contract. He wanted to tie down for four years into the new regulation set with Mercedes. Now, Mercedes didn't want to do that because Lewis is nearly 40. And while Alonso has proven that age is just a number now as long as you're fit enough and got the drive they have got obviously some young junior drivers coming through and they want to look to the future as any kind of team and business does but i think this is a statement by lewis that yes ferrari who have just announced an undisclosed amount of uh extension of years on leclerc's contract don't know yet what Lewis's will be. So I'm assuming that it will be probably longer than that two years or a year with an option that Mercedes offered him. And it also makes you wonder what has Lewis seen in the data for that new car? Because we know that Mercedes are going to be starting from scratch again. There's a brand new concept. We've had the comments that it's going to be a whole new car with whole new parts. And what has he seen is... There's something not quite right there behind closed doors um, for him to make this move, in my opinion. And, of course, the man who's probably convinced him to do it as well is Fred Vasseur. Uh, I know there are more uh, you know, people at Ferrari who have, will have been a part of this decision. But, of course, Lewis and Fred go way back to his junior single-seater days when Fred was running up the ART team, which Lewis won titles for in European Formula 3 and GP2 back in 2005 and 2006. So they've got history uh, together. And I'm sure Fred at some point has said, I want to bring Lewis uh, to Ferrari. Uh, looking at the timing on, on the other side of things as well is Toto Wall. Well, actually, before we talk about Toto, let's go back to August when Lewis signed that contract. So everything you're saying there, Stuffy, about what has he seen at Ferrari? What has he seen at Mercedes that's clearly convinced him that Ferrari is the way to go? That's all happened since August. Toto Wolff just extended his contract with Mercedes to 2026 when he came out with the whole, uh, we're sticking around and we're going to win this eighth title with Lewis Hamilton. So if it's not going to happen this year, that's a very much a, okay, cool, thanks, keep that to yourself. Um, And there's, um, of course, Mercedes hasn't just provided him with titles. It's not like when 
Schumacher uh, left for, and retired from, from Formula One or when Vettel left Red Bull. They've done so much off track together as well. Of course, you know, during the, the height of COVID, there was the BLM movement, which Mercedes very much supported him on his uh, LGBTQ plus campaigns as well. So it, it, it doesn't feel like just a moving of teams. It does feel like he's leaving a larger support network. Uh, well, I just want to briefly point out that Hamilton actually drove for Fred Vasseur's team in F3. So that would be your connection right there. And that goes back a very long way. So imagining him, much like uh, Ross Braun and Nikki Lauda, being very involved in talking Lewis into this isn't a huge surprise. But I also want to talk about the situation at Mercedes, because we, we saw them come out with a car that didn't work. We saw them persist with a car that didn't work. And I'm also going to posit that maybe it's the numbers. Maybe it's the simulator. Maybe, maybe it's the creeping sense of dread <laughs> underlying all the Mercedes statements. But maybe, as we talked about some time ago, maybe that argument in the Mercedes engineering department has done more cultural damage to the team than we're seeing from the outside. Maybe that level of trust and forgiveness and it's never anybody's fault, we always work the problem kind of culture. Maybe that took a pretty big hit over the last two years, and maybe he does not get that sense now at Ferrari. And, and Ferrari's the answer to that, is it? F Ferrari! Ferrari's the answer to that. I point you to the corpse of Alonso's career. I, I point you to McLaren Honda that he had to go to afterwards. I point you to Sebastian Vettel ending up with a car that couldn't, couldn't touch the throttle without it spinning. I point you to the tears of Leclerc that we see on a weekly basis. No! No! So I still haven't quite landed on whether I'm happy or sad about it, though, Chris. Well, okay. So why? To, <laughs> to the point about to the point about Mercedes uh, not having uh, that blame mentality. I think it has changed slightly because they found their scapegoat for the last two years and sacked him off, uh, and have brought uh, yeah. back the so old... no, no blame culture unless you mess up two times. Then we're going to blame you a lot, right? An awful lot. Absolutely. Um, I think the other thing that to not be sort of overlooked as well is the fact that um, Mark Hines has rejoined Lewis Hamilton's support network, which was announced sort of three days ago. And it, this could just be a complete coincidence, but I don't really subscribe to coincidences. Uh, the fact that this is all happening within the same week is um, mighty interesting. Um, so if you don't know who Mark Hines uh, was, he was running Project 44 uh, for Lewis Hamilton, and they separated at the end of 2021 quite amicably. Um, and it, it, their relationship, it was more to do with the off-track side of things. But recently, Lewis Hamilton did split up with uh, his uh, management at Copper, which is run by uh, Penny Thau, uh, the Canadian um, company. And, and that is running its off-track projects. And it seems like Mark's coming in and running more of the on-track things now. So, you know, we're talking about this all happening in a very short space of time. And and it's all these little timing things that have that have crept up in the last few weeks or so. Stuffy, uh, you mentioned time there, Chris. I think that's the key factor here. Is that Lewis doesn't have a lot of time left. He's at the end of his career, and he's now going to have driven for arguably three of the most historic teams in F1: McLaren, Mercedes, and now Ferrari. And Ferrari's always been, of course, it's any 
top driver will always have Ferrari kind of thrown at them. Um, Max Verstappen has it at some point as well um, because of just how synonymous they are with the sport and across the world. And I think, I think the big key factor here is performance of the car. The fact that Mercedes haven't been able to provide Lewis a race win in the last two years. Okay, they had Brazil and they've had a couple of like pole positions at Hungary. Other than that, they've been nowhere close. And I think look at the back end of, as Spanner said, you look at the start of 2024 and you look at the end of last year, they've at least been able to take it to Red Bull over a single lap or at certain racetracks a lot more than Mercedes have. And I think this is a case of I've got an opportunity to race for Ferrari. It's my last chance. And you know what? I, I just don't see Mercedes being able to provide me a, a race win or I mean, a world championship is far off the cards, oh, yeah. let alone a race win at the moment. Let, let's, let's stop with the, you know, the, the facts for a moment. Okay. And let's let's concentrate on how how it makes me specifically feel. So uh, uh, okay, well, there's plenty of time for facts and uh, and stuff. But from a fan point of view, so I think this is really fascinating because you know there's been big divisions between Hamilton versus a lot uh, Hamilton Alonso, yeah, sure. Hamilton versus everyone. Hamilton versus Verstappen. The fan bases, obviously, the Leclerc fans now win over the Signs fans because Signs is going to be just in the midfield probably with um, with Audi. So. As a Hamilton fan, going to Mercedes, having been with Mercedes for the last 10 years and assuming that he was going to finish his career with Mercedes, I was happy tangentially to be a Mercedes fan and to go, yeah, I'm nominally a Mercedes fan, but it's largely down to Hamilton being there. And once Hamilton leaves, then a lot of my good intentions will still be around Mercedes if they've got a good driver there. Chances are I continue being a Mercedes fan. But now that that split has come, I'm having to deal with something I didn't think I was going to have to deal with. And I'm not ready for it right now. And so I have to assess those feelings. And all of a sudden, you've got to go, well, the Mercedes factor of it really was the, 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 the little spoon in that, in that snuggle. The Mercedes fandom was the, the little spoon. So I'm much more of a, a Hamilton fan. I don't think that's a, a huge surprise. But I've always said that Ferrari are the enemy. Ferrari are the Death Star. I grew up in that period with with Todd and Schumacher just ruining Formula One, uh, and you know this perceived perceived favoritism with the with the FIA and uh, alleged shenanigans. So they are the Death Star. They've always been the Death Star. I would be sitting here much much less happy if this was Ariba Venez Ferrari. If this was Dominicali's Ferrari, maybe even Bonotto's Ferrari, but I, it does feel a little bit different under Vasseur. And I did start to say to you at the end of last season that I was starting to like hate them less. This was not your father's Ferrari, but I'm not ready to be in a relationship with Ferrari. I'm not ready to be cheering side by side, shoulder to shoulder with the Tifosi. Would they have me? Would they have me? Even if I wanted to, if I was gonna, if I was gonna do that, if I was gonna douse myself in red. I don't know where I am, Chris. This is a very emotional day. From a fan point of view, this forget the sporting stuff. This is massive, a massive day. Yeah, it absolutely is. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of Lewis Hamilton fans felt the same way when he announced he was going to Mercedes back in at the end of... Oh, it's uh, not nearly the same. It's not nearly the same. Oh, you're right. It is slightly more melodramatic um, in that sense. For me, as a Formula One fan, I just get pure ecstatic excitement from this news because it's a whole new challenge. It's going to be a whole new 
chapter, the narrative of it is going to be so fascinating to see how it unfolds. And of course, the many, many implications of what this move will do because of it's it's like a domino effect. You know, the, the, Lewis is the first one to be knocked down and suddenly we're going to have George Russell as the number one at Mercedes. Who is Mercedes going to bring in to replace Lewis Hamilton? Are they going to go big and... Are they gonna are they gonna take like a Fernando Alonso or are they gonna promote the young talent the Kimi Antone- Andrea Kimi Antonelli from F two? You're the wrong person to go to with this because you're I am neutral. I don't as long as everyone has fun. Stuffy, come on, you and me. What we do? What that? What the hell are we doing? I know. Well, I'm a, I'm I'm now gonna have to trade in my Mercedes road car, which I solely got because I'm a Mercedes fan because of Lewis. For a Ferrari. I mean, the missus isn't going to be too happy. No, she's going to be, yeah, very upset. I'm, I'm kidding. I don't have anywhere near that much money, guys. Um, but yeah, I, I, do you know what? I'm happy for the guy. I, there is obviously like, oh, he's going to Ferrari. But it's also made me realize that I'm not that, I like the teams, but I've, I'm more, I support drivers more than I do the teams. This is, I think this is what more so I've, I've discovered this morning or reminded myself of. And yeah, it's really here, isn't I it? I think it's really different with F1's very different to other sports, I think, or team sports in general, because I think we've got such an individual element of it where people focus so much on the drivers' championship and follow the drivers. And then we have the teams, I think, come second. I think that'd be most people. I mean, if you just look online, I mean, Lewis Hamilton fans are very much like, oh, I'm now going to have to support Ferrari. Very similar. Uh, sentiments to yourself spanners but they're following their man and i think that's what it'd be the same for verstappen if he moved and and lando norris if he left mclaren we quickly follow the the driver in f1 but i'm i'm excited i'm excited for him and i'm excited for i think it's good for the sport well and life's gonna, it's just gonna change to so if you if you you got need to foresee that that listen to the show still um like right in like me and me and scott need some advice you know what what would life be like if we were to you know can you send us a, a prospectus can, you know how to deal with the memes i need some i need some uh i need some merch as well yeah, well i've already got a ferrari onesie that the patrons got me i, I will <laughs> wear the ferrari onesie for the for the next show so from a neutral point of view yes it's very very interesting i think from the fan point of view it's, it's really fascinating because hamilton has such a big dedicated following that is definitely just a Hamilton fan. If this had happened on the back of 2017, 2018, it would be a lot harder. So, but Ferrari have sort of taken themselves out of it in 19, 20, 21, 22. So they're more palatable now as a team to support. But I just, a little shiver all over my body there, Scott. Well, you were saying growing up, Ferrari was that team. They were the enemy. And I think Red Bull have taken... That position, I think. Well, for a lot of people, Mercedes probably were when they were dominant. Oh yeah. Now it's now it's heading more Red Bull's direction. There'll be a generation of fans who Red Bull were the enemy. They don't want to see Max win. They don't want to see Christian Horner and Helmut Marco win. And now Ferrari are kind of like the 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 lovable fumbling <laughs> old guy who just you're like, ah, oh, bless them. Like you want them to do so well. It used to be so good and it used to be so well when i think people have kind of come round to that and forgotten the dominating schumacher era and mm. and, and then previous to that um, when when so, perez yeah. moved to red bull that i had a, a lower key version of this so what i've ended up doing is i still you know i'm not a fan of red bull at all but i have supported perez as almost like a spy so he's like my insider in in red bull 
can I get fully behind and celebrate a Ferrari World Championship with Lewis Hamilton? I'm not sure. Here's a bigger question, Tafosi. Let us know. We, we, Matt, in the olden days, we had loads of Tafosi on here. They got, they got filtered out. They aged out. They were too old. Yeah, it's, you know, I like the point you make that it's not your father's Ferrari. It's mm. not. It's, no, it's, it's not, a no. very, very different team. But to me, aside from what Lewis's decision says about the state of things at Mercedes, to me, if I if I am a Ferrari supporter, if I don't just support a driver, if I'm a Ferrari fan, I'm looking at the timeline here and I'm saying to myself, the one thing that Leclerc is missing is that championship polish, getting it across the line with the world championship mentality. And if there's one person who has that, it's Lewis. They've gotten the one thing they need, the missing piece of the puzzle. Sainz is a great driver and he's very intelligent. Don't get me wrong. I've long been a fan of his. But if I'm Ferrari, this times out perfectly because Leclerc's timeline is much longer than Lewis's and he will be in his absolute prime when Lewis is ready to retire. So I've guaranteed myself an era of Ferrari domination if they get the car right. Spanners, I think however you feel now, it will be washed away by the sight of Lewis Hamilton standing on the top step of the podium for the first time in Scarlet Red. I don't know. I don't, well, I'd have no faith at all it'll happen. So I, I couldn't have it less... Will. It, it will. They oh, just... yeah, it will. Ferrari will win races, no doubt about that. I've got more confidence in Ferrari winning a race with Lewis Hamilton in 2025 than probably anyone ever did in Lewis Hamilton winning a race in a Mercedes in 2013. Do will Okay, the question I'm interested in, Ferrari fans listening in the live chat, are you accepting Lewis Hamilton into your... Because they love Leclerc. There's a big Leclerc following, and I just don't know how welcome he'll be. But the thing is, Ferrari fans, they tend to just like good drivers. I genuinely think... The Ferrari fans are one of the most evolved and one of the most, they're the, well, the oldest and they're generally a pretty smart bunch, the, the Tafosi. You know, you don't get, you don't kind of get, oh, that might change with us moving over there. But that, you don't tend to get like glory hunter Ferrari fans these days. The glory hunt, hunter Ferrari fans are from 20 years ago and now they're grown up and mature. I, I tend to think that Ferrari will embrace a good driver. They embraced Nigel Mansell. I think they will embrace Lewis Hamilton. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This podcast is brought to you by Factor. Healthy eating made easy. Hi guys, Spanners here. I'm delighted to talk to you about our partner, Factor. So if you want 
healthy, chef-prepared, never-frozen, always-fresh meals with a 50% discount, stay tuned for a moment. I don't want to come across as lazy, but when I get in a work tunnel and my stomach says we're hungry, I generally need to sort that out immediately. My stomach is not a patient entity. It sends me round the corner for a hot dog. And yes, hot dogs are the greatest mustard delivery system on the planet, but it's not the calorie smart choice. Factor gives me calorie smart choices, protein plus choices, and even keto choices. And there's enough variety with 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get to your goals. It's got things like pancakes, it's got smoothies, midday bites, everything you need. No prep. That's the key one for me. No prep. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat. No prepping, cooking or cleanup needed. No mess means less to go wrong and it means I don't have to ask, whose fault is it? When certain people get upset at the state of the kitchen. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, good food with no cooking required. So, you want that 50% off? Now, when I say 50, it's the numbers 5-0. So, head to factormeals.com slash apex50 and use code apex50 to get 50% off. That's code apex50 at factormeals.com slash apex50 to get 50% off. Did Charles Leclerc know about Lewis Hamilton arriving at the team oh, when he signed. That's, that's such... But it's a flexible one, isn't it? So they, it's unnamed amount of years. So that normally screams one year plus one year, doesn't it? One year with an option, if they don't disclose it. Stu- uh, stuffy. Yeah, so just to touch back on your point with Ferrari drivers accepting Lewis, I think they will. I think ultimately sports fans are very fickle. We We may moan and complain about certain players and personnel coming in and out of teams but ultimately we want to see our the team that we support or the drivers we support winning and as soon as they do that kind of this sentiment and stuff uh disappears very quickly but yeah i think i think charles leclerc will be really looking forward to the challenge i think he'll be really looking forward to it and probably seeing it as an opportunity i think because i think now might be the first time, of course, he pretty much stamped his authority pretty quickly on Sebastian Vettel. This might be the first time oh, that he's... Uh, ooh, uh, ooh, <laughs> no, no. Well, he was. No, I, I think he was. I'm going to disagree with you there, Spaz. Oh, I think yeah, he yeah. was. He came in very much as in as no. like the prodigal, yeah, the yeah, prodigal no. son of Ferrari came in and like ruffled Seb's feathers and Seb, I think, was forced out because of that. Yeah, I um, know I agree with that. I just don't think but, that's a compa- the fact you're comparing Vettel to Hamilton is what's making me go whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, no. I'm saying I think Charles Leclerc is going to be probably the first time where he's not necessarily the favored driver. No, I think on any given Sunday Leclerc is good, will beat Hamilton. Any given Saturday in particular Leclerc can get a pole on Hamilton. It, it's just how peaky Leclerc can be and error prone he can be. Uh, whereas Hamilton's got kind of a, a bit of a brutal consistency when yeah. he's when he's on that kind of consistent streak, it can be you know claustrophobic according to his teammates. Whereas whereas Leclerc, you know, you disappear. If you disappear and not in a championship fight, people tend not to notice, so you can get away with it. Uh, you could also see Sergio Perez for that as well for for someone with peaky performance. Matt, uh, well, I love you've brought tires into this. I haven't. How? What the hell? No, I didn't. 
No one did. Yes, you Literally, did. No you one did. You mentioned, you mentioned Leclerc winning on Saturday, but Lewis in races having that brutal consistency. And again, we're looking in these margins where this is knowledge. I mean, Hamilton, his thing, you've talked about this with Botas being ahead of him. And then four or five laps from the pit, suddenly his performance starts to go because he's burned up his tires. This is an area where Hamilton has advanced knowledge that Leclerc can benefit from. And I think it's going to be fascinating to watch this play out in races when this finally happens. When it finally, we've got a year, we've got all of this. So we've got a year to wait. And in that year, what, what is going to happen to Lewis Hamilton? So presumably there's going to be a lot of upset people at, at Brackley. There's going to be a lot of upset people at Mercedes. They didn't all know or they wouldn't have needed a meeting. Some people will have seen that as a, as a, as a bit of a abandonment, given that everything seemed to be geared towards I, Toto Wolff, I'm staying here for three years. I want to win the championship with Lewis Hamilton. There'll be a lot of sad faces at Mercedes, and he's not going to be allowed in engineering meetings now. He'll be frozen out of that. What, why would you invest more in Lewis Hamilton than George, than George Russell, Scott? Yeah, that, that, that dynamic's really going to be interesting, and that's why I think this was leaked. This is why I just don't think this is a planned announcement because why would you announce this at the start of the season with a full season ahead of you in a brand new well, car? Well, they didn't mean to. They clearly didn't mean to. No, exactly. And it's just, it's been forced upon them. And that's why I'm intrigued to hear the details. I mean, there's even, even reports floating around at the moment from Italian, um, from, from Italy, where could there possibly even be a change in drivers before the start of the season. I mean, it's two weeks until both teams reveal their cars. Um, that seems very logical, but probably would be very costly. It's going to be so awkward at the launch. Lewis just, yeah, because Lewis has just signed a new contract. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, I'm intrigued to see how, because Carlos signs, no one's spoken, I mean, not really, too, not too many people care about signs in this situation. It's all about Lewis, Lewis, Lewis. But where's Carlos going to go? Is it in 25? Because I don't think Sauber, well, yeah, Audi yeah, yeah. are coming in until 26. So yeah. there's, that's why Chris has mentioned like, that the, the driver market, it, it needed a big name at a top team to force this kind of merry-go-round that then we start to see. Um, so yeah, intrigued, intrigued by that. But yeah, I, I, that dynamic's just going to be so interesting if he does stay there for the whole year. I think it would be incredibly uh, short-sighted of Mercedes to completely start favoring George Russell throughout this year because I think I, I don't I don't think it's it'd be harsh to say that Lewis Hamilton is still their best hope at winning yeah, races. Yes, agree. Yeah, so it would be against their best interests to try and give Lewis the best possible car. Uh, that doesn't mean they're going to involve him in every single discussion. And of course, if the car does start to go away from him a little bit then they probably won't care as much about that. But I, I doubt we'll start seeing a scenario where, uh, you know, that we'll, we'll take developments away from Lewis's car and put them on George's car uh, or, or any kind of favoritism in, the, in terms of the strategy because it would, it would just be against their best interests. Well, and speaking of their best interests, this is where you run into real trouble with this being leaked and being out in public where it is, because the official policy of most teams is the moment you know a driver is leaving, you essentially shut them out of a huge amount of technical meetings, so they can't take engineering information to their new team. But the flip side of that is that driver is no longer involved with that input, which means Mercedes is going to also be depriving itself of what you would assume to be 
their most um, experienced and consistent input from a driver point of view, which is what engineers often need when they're making choices, setup choices and development design choices. So you could see, you could easily see this car going away from Lewis and, and from Mercedes in general, if George Russell is going to be the only person giving, giving input in these technical and engineering meetings, which is, I think, is what you're definitely looking at here. But I do think that if they are in title contention, Mercedes would like to still win that eighth world title. Oh, they would. Yeah, I think Lewis would too. But the traditional walling off of the driver Mm. in this position is going to really immensely complicate their ability to do that. Absolutely. And the thing is, I don't think the 2026 regs will be as much of a problem anyway, because uh, the fact that you can't start working on the car until 25 anyway. So I'm sure a lot of the drawings and a lot of the things that they might want to test in the sim or whatever is going to be done by development drivers anyway. Because if you don't think they're already planning stuff for 26, then uh, I think I think a few teams would disagree with that sort of statement. Um, so in, in terms of that, I don't think they've got too much to worry about. It's all going to be about where the development of this year's car goes. And that's probably a decision that is... Um, that is sorry, uh, any... Uh, th- data that has influenced Lewis's decision. Um, has he, is he not happy with the development of even this brand new car? But it's, it's, it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see how many bridges has he burned because there's so many reports coming in that he, this has been an absolute shock to most of the team and the staff and the higher personnel as well. No one knew that this was, this was happening. They thought everything was happy. Um, so yeah, I, if he does stay there for the whole year, it wouldn't surprise me if, um, yeah, they do focus more primarily on George than than Lewis, uh, which yeah. is why is it best for everyone, regardless of money, that he's out of the team before, or, um, or just before the start of the season? Someone's suggesting gardening leave in the live chat. Bloody youngster now in a, in a written off season. Why aren't they entitled? Wouldn't they be entitled to do that? I mean, yeah, they don't the have to put him in the car. The contract works both ways. Yeah, yeah, I'm they, sure there's clauses they, in there to protect the team as they much have as there to, is the driver. No, they, they'll have to pay him, but they could. They don't have to drive him if no, they're that the upset. Thing. This is the thing. Contracts are not worth the paper they're written on, and they're designed to be broken. Okay? So even if, uh, you know, forget the 25, whatever, it could still happen this year <laughs> as well, right? It, and the thing is... If everyone agrees, it can, yeah. If everyone agrees... Yeah. Somebody, yeah, but there's somebody a cost to that, me. an expensive cost in a cost cap era. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah, but it, it doesn't. That doesn't come under the cost no, cap. No, drivers' salaries don't come under it. But yeah. no, yeah, there's nothing to stop people just changing their mind and go, let's let's make it all happen now. But that's exactly. that's speculation. Okay, there's a very there's a, a specific set of circumstances in which they would not favour George Russell if they if the season kind of is starting to peter, peter out. You got to start developing towards 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 what George Russell wants anyway. If the if this if they're on a championship winning season and they're dead level, you'd prioritize Russell who's staying. If 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 Hamilton's far away ahead and that's your chance of winning, then yeah. But I think most of the the signs, most of the scenarios will point to them gently favoring George Russell and, and that and that just being a, a, the price. That's the price you pay if you're you're leaving the company. Well, Fernando Alonso won the 2006 World Title with Renault when they knew he was leaving for McLaren. Now. There we go then. I don't know if 
Fizzy Keller and Russell are quite on the same level uh, there, but, uh, you know, it has been done before. Mm. It's a weird one. So I guess we, we go to the further transfer speculation. I'm not going to keep you here, guys here for forever and ever. So let's play musical uh, driver's seats. This is a big one. So the, 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 the first one is signs that we, we've touched on. Everyone seems to be saying signs to Audi. But signs to Audi was being slated for for 2026, so we don't know if there's going to be a spot there. Is that bad news for for Bottas, Scott? Yes, I, I've got a fun, oh, fun go. little merry-go-round here. I'm predicting Fernando Alonso to Mercedes. I don't know no. if anyone's been keeping an eye out on the social media posts recently. Alonso and George have been They're besties. Yeah. They've been hanging out. There's been quite a lot that just seems a little bit like, mm, are you really that close? I know they've been out <laughs> on a few nights out uh, in the past. Um, so could Alonso, who, let's be honest, has probably only got another year, two years max in the sport, head over to um, Mercedes and maybe get them a bit of glory? And with that, <laughs> we then have... Um, Kimi Antonelli, who's like their own Max Verstappen that everyone's really raving about, who's in F2 at the moment, then join after Fernando Alonso has his year. Bottas possibly out. I mean, maybe Sainz could go over to Aston Martin or maybe Felipe Drogovic comes in. I think that's the big one there. I think Alonso would be chomping at the bit to have a go at that Mercedes seat right now. He'll be straight on the phone to George Russell, to Toto Wolf, if, if it hasn't happened already, um, to give him that seat, even for a year. So science, I think, is, is pretty easy because he has been linked to Audi for, a, you know, a, quite strongly. So he'll just go to Sauber, kick, stake, whatever they're calling it in, in 25. He'll just go there a year early, learn the team, and then benefit from the Audi Works deal in 26. I think that one... Is, is is not a given, but is, we can, I'm fairly confident in saying that. And I agree with you that it, it's going to go one of two ways at Mercedes, isn't it? It's either going to go massive name, Fernando Alonso, go for glory in his what will likely be his last season as well, or they go for their own young talent. And Mercedes has been very clear that Andrea Kimi Antonelli is their future. And when you look at what he's achieved in junior single-seaters so far, you can absolutely see why. And there's a very real possibility that he will win the F2 championship in his first season this year, which of course means he can't stay in F2 for another year. So a promotion to F1 in 2025 is a very real possibility. Now, would they put him straight into the Mercedes a la Lewis Hamilton at McLaren back in 07? Or would they put him in a Williams for a year? You know, I, and and then have Alonso in for the big the big year in in, in twenty five. I, I think is going to be really fascinating. And like I said, you know, having just had a year where there was no ch- shift in the driver market whatsoever, suddenly we've got the vast majority of the grid out of contract at the end of this year. It's going to be musical chairs. It's <laughs> a lot. I like Alonso is <laughs> my favourite out of that. Stick Alonso in. If you've got a transition you've been taken by surprise, stick Alonso Span- in. Spanners, you should be embracing this drama. We've just had a year where there wasn't really much drama. Drive to survive. The producers must be kicking themselves that they didn't continue recording for an extra month because <laughs> the new season's about to come yeah. out. There's going to be Don't, loads of stuff in there, isn't there, yeah, about his Gunther, commitment to the... Gunther Steiner got kicked out. 
Oh, in the new year. So as uh, now Lewis Hamilton's moving, we should be bracing this drama of F1. This is what we, this is what we used to. And um, yeah, who, who would have thought that? It wasn't on my bingo card when I woke up this morning. That's for sure. I think I just need to embrace this and say, Tempo di Matello, as we all know, is hammer time in, uh, in Italian. So they're going to have to learn that. You're prepping. He's, they're going to be going. They're going to be saying that Lewis Tempo di Martello. What? What? What's what's going on? I'm just going to press all the buttons. That was a 2016 reference. <sighs> okay, so okay, so the, the, what's the most likely? The most likely person moving to to Mercedes. <laughs> Norris must be kicking himself. That's really funny. No, no, Norris really must not. have been in with a chance. I've heard uh, Albon. So Joe said Alex Albon as a candidate. Yeah. I think I think that would be that would be a disaster. Uh, that he's nice. He's doing well at, Miss, at Williams. If you've got Williams and George Russell there, then of the top three teams, Mercedes then have the, the weakest lineup out of the three. Not necessarily. Well, yeah. I, 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 don't think, I don't think you know how good Albon is. Well, well we'll and disagree by, on this. Albon is not going to hold a torch to Russell, I don't think, who is not, oh, who was looking okay, significantly right. down. You, you think Albon is going to challenge I, I, Russell? I would disagree with that. Would, would, okay, would put it this way then. That. How confident are you that Albon would stack up against Lewis Hamilton? Well, I mean, I saw what Pick he did against Verstappen. I don't think I don't think he's as good yet as Hamilton. But I don't think we know the top end of Albon's potential because we haven't seen right. him. Okay, so so we, we haven't we haven't seen him with his new learnings in a top car. Answer this is my Newsnight audition part two. Answer the question: How would Albon stack up against Lewis Hamilton? Uh, you are under shed oath. How would Albon stack uh-huh. up? I think yeah. he'd do as well as Russell's done. Okay, so there you go. So doesn't that back up that that would be the weakest top team driver lineup? Stuffy, no. stuffy. Can I just add in there that Albon has kind of taken it to Lewis Hamilton, and if Lewis Hamilton didn't go in drive into Lagos, Albon don't twice, me. That Interlagos, it's not just was... Interlagos. It's also uh, the uh, Red, Red Bull ring, ring as well. Ring. He would have yeah. two more podiums than he's currently got. And look, yeah. it's come from a Lewis Hamilton fan in the wrong in both those situations in my opinion but like i i just still think mercedes mercedes from a logical perspective if i was toto wolf would be looking at a placeholder for 2025 someone who's just which is why i know i joked about alonso but alonso would be it's a perfect swan song for him a top team he'll help if alonso knows it's kind of his last season as well might help the team more in a direction for a youngster to come through. And then you've got the dynamic of him and George Russell who get well, well on off the track, sorry, off the track. So I'd be thinking, I don't want someone from another team right now. I'd want someone who's just going to go in for that single year, do a good job for us. And then thank you very much. In comes a junior driver, Antonelli or, or someone else on their books who they've got. I love it. No one said Mick Schumacher or amongst this panel. Wow. I thought we wanted credible candidates. Mick Schumacher. Yeah. Well, you're going to tell me they're going to go with a driver lineup of George Russell and Mick Schumacher, Mercedes, and then, and then go on a title push? No, of course not. It's right. just a name I've seen circulated. Oh, okay. No, wow. it's nice that they kept him on and it's nice that he's done a good job for the team. But no, he's, not, he's not, obviously not he a candidate. Needs, for... He needs an opportunity... If he gets it uh, in Alpine. another, yeah, Alpine, yeah, or something like, like that. Yeah. Albon's had, like in another team, 
does he actually have the chops in F1? If he does, then he can make a step. He's still young enough to make a step forward. Final points, everybody. Final points on the emergency board. I, I could sit here and, and wallow in, in this all, 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 all evening. But uh, yeah, last points, Matt. Well, I, I was just going to bring up that whoever comes in to Mercedes, Mercedes will be much happier if it's someone who's already driving a Mercedes engine. So you'd be looking at Albon and Alonso then primarily. But I'm, I'm convinced that Vowles will be less willing to let go of Albon than Stroll might be to let go of Alonso. So <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll bring that point to the table. And yeah, I, I think we're all grabbing our popcorn and we're going to have to wait and see what, what happens in 2025 because, oh man, is that going to be fun? In all of that, I've been talking about the wrong Aston Martin driver. It's Lance Stroll who's obviously going to step into that Mercedes seat, currently driving a Mercedes engine. (laughs) Well, in a shocking day for Formula One transfer news, thank you very much uh, to my panel. Go and follow the the links in the show notes below if if Matt is able to knock any up. Uh, That will be Scott Stuffy Tuffy. Go and follow his streams. Go and follow Chris at Chris on Racing. Check out the excellent work they've been doing over at the Formula E podcast. And well done on securing and executing the interview with Nico Hulkenberg's personal trainer. That's a big get for us. I had a chat with him on, on LinkedIn. I think he'll, he'll come on and speak to us again. A uh, very interesting bloke because we don't normally get that kind of access to people who are day in, day out working with drivers. Well, well yeah. done, Christopher. Uh, thank you. Mm-hmm. I can do more of that, hopefully, on the Formula E pod. You should keep an eye out on that. Yeah, I did. I said it. I said it just before that. And then Matt and crew, uh, led by Kyle, are firing up some MotoGP content from next Tuesday going into the season. It's all very busy around here. Whatever you do next, I think we've got the weekend off, but there will be a F1, T- F1 broadcast program with Christian and Uncle Steve that I recorded this morning. It's been a very busy day. It's been a long day already. But wherever I see you next, work hard, be kind, and have fun. This was Miss Apex Podcast. Don't know why I paused. As if I, what, what comes next? Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.